Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, we made it to Friday afternoon. Week before Christmas. Nine days away from uh, from Christmas Day. I mean, if you count tomorrow as the first day, I suppose. I guess that's right, right? We're on the 15th, and I'm not sure the math checks out on that. 25 minus 15 is 10, but I mean the 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Yeah, I guess we're 10 days away. I don't know why I was consider- thinking that it had to be that way, but yeah. Ten days from Christmas Eve. How about nine days? Nine days. I quit. I'm done. It's Friday. They told me no math would be involved. Uh, whatever. Let's start over. Hey, good Friday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Ten days from Christmas. We're in the Pearl River Resort studio. You need a good Christmas present? You got a golfer in your life? How about a gift certificate to Dancing Rabbit Golf Club? Visit them online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. That's dancingrabbitgolf.com. You also can uh, hit us up on the C Spire text line and tell us how dumb I am. 601-879-4395. Good to be with you. Brian Haydad has the day off. Michael Borky is already set to uh, laugh at me. Uh, There we go. And Dwayne says, well, that's weird. No Haydad and Richard working on a Friday. (laughs) Yeah, here we are. Hey Borky, I uh, Christmas spirit and all. Yeah. I had a little bit of an airing of grievances on Twitter. I saw very, that, and I appreciated it. Festivus of me just a little while ago. I was scrolling through, and I saw like three or four tweets in a row of local media members that cover specific teams, national media members who cover the sport, you know, writ large, uh, and yeah. People that are podcast hosts or stream hosts or national radio hosts. And for some reason, it has become so incredibly cool to talk about how, well, we should have only gone to six teams in the playoff or we should have only gone to eight or, all right, here we go. Seven bowl games this weekend. Who cares about Jacksonville State in Louisiana? Well, are you a football fan or not? Like, if you cover this sport for a living, even if you've become jaded, even if you think it's broken, 
or scandal-ridden or whatever, wasn't there a time in your life where you decided you loved college football? Because why else would you do this job for a living? The, the number of people who get rich, like who are very wealthy, covering college football, it's a really, really small number. When you sign up for this gig, you know you're missing family time. You know you're going to have to work on holidays. You know you're going to have to work on weekends. So I have to believe that at some point along the way you said, I love college football and I want to be a part of this game. So here was the tweet. If crapping on bowl games in a 12-team playoff is what gets you in the cool kids media club, I guess I'll never be a member. I just don't understand how people who choose to cover college football for a living are so hell-bent on wanting less football. Forky, help me understand. Explain it to me. What is the deal? I, I don't understand. There, there's nothing to understand. It's personal cynicism uh, or whatever. I mean, you've gotten the same thing with playoff expansion and all this stuff. It, how And it's a similar group of people that do the bowl games don't matter and so NFL teams don't care about opt-outs thing. Now, that's not going to stop NFL teams from opting out, but those people speaking from a position of absolute knowledge are wrong. There are some NFL teams that care about it more than others or less than others. Mm-hmm. And there are guys like Caleb Williams that can opt out and they're still going to be a top five pick because of raw, I mean, impossible to pass up talent. But when they do the deep dives on these players, and, and it's everything. It's height, weight, speed, lateral speed, jumping ability, strength, production on the field, injury history, they also look into your personal life. What kind of teammate are you? What kind of son are you? What kind of friend are you? And also, how committed are you to your team? If you are equal to another player, let's say, this, just as an example, the Saints want a linebacker in the fourth round. They really need a linebacker. Demario Davis is getting older. couple guys on the board that they really, really like. And they're basically the same player. Height and weight about the same. Production about the same. Interview went the same. One guy played in his bowl game, one guy didn't. They might go with the guy that played in his bowl game. It does matter. I mean, we, we've heard it with guests on this show before. I don't know why that goes ignored. The the bowl games don't matter to anybody thing is, is ridiculous. But back to your original point. We spend eight months begging for football. Begging for it. And here it is at the end. It's over after three weeks. Over. Done. And I'm going to sit here after I get some Christmas shopping done tomorrow morning and complain about having football to watch? No shot. I mean, let's walk through the bowl games. Let's do this. Because we get started tomorrow with the Myrtle Beach Bowl with Georgia Southern and Ohio. And there are a lot of people that are like, yeah, this is not really grabbing my attention all that much. That's fine. That's fine. But if you happen to be at home at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning and there's nothing else on television, basketball really hasn't started for the day if you're a basketball fan, are you going to flip it on? You're going you're to flip on ESPN? Well, what are you getting? Well, you're getting a Georgia Southern team 
at six and six, that has a quarterback that threw for nearly thirty five hundred yards. You're getting an Ohio team that's pretty darn good that went nine and three this year, and they're playing in a kind of cool setting. After that, on ABC, you've got the Celebration Bowl: Howard and Florida A and M. The Rattlers of Florida A&M are a seven-point favorite in the game. This is the SWAC versus the MEAC. Talk to somebody at a SWAC school. Talk to somebody at a MEAC school and ask them if the Celebration Bowl is a big deal. The schools in those two conferences have chosen to forego the opportunity to play in the FCS playoff so that they can play in this game because they get a national television audience and it's a bigger payday. The Celebration Bowl matters a lot to the SWAC and the MEAC. And the environment's pretty awesome, too. Yes, it is. They're going to play it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. There'll be a big crowd there for it. What about the New Orleans Bowl? Kicks off at 115 ESPN. So your roll from Myrtle Beach straight into New Orleans. What have you got? Jacksonville State, isn't this the first year that they've been eligible for a bowl game? Didn't they just finish a two-year transition period? So, I could remember this incorrectly. I think that they are still in that period, but there weren't enough bowl teams, and so they got in along with James Madison. Okay, so they're one of the two that got in. Okay, so they're in the transition. So, a year before they're supposed to be even eligible for the postseason, Jacksonville State, an eight-win team, is going to face Louisiana, and the Cajuns are two hours from the house playing in the Dome? It's pretty cool. Yeah, and even if it's not cool, it's football. I had to, I had to check myself watching the Saints-Panthers game on Sunday. It's like, it was, oh, it was an ugly, horrible, horrible, horrible football game. But, man, there's only four more after this, guaranteed. And in April, yeah. I will be begging to sit down and watch a horrible football game. In April... I will be begging to have Jacksonville State, Louisiana playing in the Superdome on my TV. I'll be begging for it. I mean, how about the matchup in the Avocos from Mexico Cure Bowl? We're talking Orlando at 2.30 Central Time on ABC. You get an 11-win Miami of Ohio team that was really good this year, and you get an 8-win Appalachian State team who has a quarterback in – Oh, Joey Aguilar, who threw for over 3,500 yards and 33 touchdowns. It's got a chance to be a really fun game. And then you got New Mexico State and Fresno State. We saw what New Mexico State did at Auburn. Fresno's got eight wins this year. Those two teams can play. It'll be probably a really cool environment, too. Boise State in the postseason has told us some pretty fun stories through the years. Yeah. And this particular Boise State team fired its head coach, Andy Avalos, during the season, gave the interim title to an assistant coach. He coached them to a conference championship. And now they're in a bowl game at 8-5, and five, and he got the head job. And I think Boise's going to be more motivated than the 7-5 and five UCLA team in this game. And Chip Kelly sticking around somehow. 
And then you get to close it out with Cal and Texas Tech in the Independence Bowl tomorrow night. Did you see Cal's running back, by the way? We're up against the, the hard break, but he trolled everybody announcing that he was leaving and got up from the chair that he recorded in and then put his head back in frame and said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sports Talk Mississippi, just getting started with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. I can't believe what I'm hearing. This is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away. Ceasefire text line is open 601 879 4395. Every game you just listed is better than that crap last night. <laughs> hey, did you see Brandon Bolden scored a touchdown last night? I did. Brandon Bolden, the bionic man. He, he 33, 34 years old now? Playing running back still. He and, and a guy like JT Gray, uh, to, to loop a state guy into this as well, uh, and shout out my Saints, even though he got hurt earlier this year. You can spend a decade in the NFL if you are a good locker room guy, you work your tail off harder than anybody else, and are willing to play special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, JT Gray just got a brand new contract. He doesn't play on the defense. Great locker room guy, works as hard as anybody on the team, and performs on special teams. And you can be in the league forever. That's Brandon Bolden. Excellent locker room guy, works hard, and is a willing participant on special teams, and he's still in the league at this age. And look, has Brandon Bolden ever signed the contract that, I don't know. Zeke? Zeke Elliott got? No. He's in, his twel- he's in his 12th season in the NFL. And every year since he left college, he has made more than $300,000. More people want Brandon Bolden on their team right now than Zeke Elliott right now. How about that? $13.9 million in career earnings. He was with the Patriots from 2012 through 2018. He got traded away to the Dolphins. During the 2018 season, so spent part of a year there. And guess what? Then the Patriots got him back. They brought him back for three more years. And now the Raiders are glad to have him. And it's it's a cool story. I thought he had a pretty good burst last night, too. There's, there's when he hit that hole there. and got into the open field, I was like, man, go ahead, Brandon Bolden. That, that was a debacle, though. I mean, that, that was the same Raiders team that literally... Not even a week ago, scored zero points in a three nothing loss, and they scored forty two in the first half. The last first night. half, and sixty three for the game. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they slowed down. Although uh, their forty ninth point, right? It, it was the first touchdown of the second half. They ran a yeah. trick play. <laughs> Careful, people have long memories. <laughs> people have long memories. Horrible, though, and it cost a coach and a GM and a running backs coach and somebody else their job this morning. Yeah. Yeah, they um, 
Brandon Staley is out. General manager is out. Does that mean that the um, Jim Harbaugh watch is on? means the Harbaugh watch is on. Um, uh, although, Brian Johnson would be who I would want from the Eagles. You know, a guy that very early on in the fire, Zach Arnett, yeah. bring in this guy conversation. And, and one day, I'm not taking it. It was just one day you were an off and you were often a guy yeah. texted us about it. And Hayden and I were like, man, he's a year away from being an NFL head coach. He will not take State's phone call. I am fully aware that I missed a lot of Fridays during football season. We knew that going in, though, also. It, I'm, I'm I mean, not it, immune from It's not like shots. you were vacationing. You know, you were working. Uh, when you were taking those days off, although we did tell our audience most of the time you were just playing oh, golf and uh, at good. the beach, whatever. Oh, but no, I mean, he, he's. Did I ever tell you what I did for uh, the first time I ever filled in for, for Gala? No. This was years ago. Like coming back from every break and be like, hey, it's Richard Cross in for Paul Gallo, who is on vacation. He's scuba diving in the, <laughs> you know, Maldives or, <laughs> you know, he's had a lifelong goal of hiking. In the Himalayas, and that's where he is now. But he should be back on Monday. Yeah, that kind of, fun. <laughs> I came up with, you know, doing a canoe trip on the uh, on the Rio Grande. Oh man, love it. We need to start doing stuff like that because it's mostly just been like obviously everybody knew what you were doing. Yeah, but yeah, I, we were asked about Brian Johnson. It was like this is not a shot at Mississippi State. He's not taking a college job. At all. He's not taking the phone call because there's going to be five NFL jobs come open. And the guy that has made Jalen Hurts into a quality NFL starting quarterback that should have won a Super Bowl is a guy that people are going to want to be their head coach. He's got a great career path, too. Right? He um, played at Utah, didn't he? Yeah, he played at Utah for... He was there when Urban and Dan Mullen were there. And then from a coaching career standpoint, he spent two years at Utah as the quarterback's coach, two years as the offensive coordinator, joined Dan Mullen at Mississippi State as their quarterback's coach, and then he went to Houston for a year. Yeah, remember uh, what quarterback he coached while he was the quarterback's coach at Mississippi State? Uh, I believe that was a guy named Prescott. Guy named Prescott, who with a win on Sunday will probably lock up the MVP if they go to Buffalo in December and win. He was a good quarterback himself. Um, wait, say that again. Uh, Dak Prescott, what, if they go up? to Buffalo yeah. and, and win and he plays well, probably locks up the MVP. Yeah. Did he coach Case Keenum for a season at Houston? 2017, is that the right? I don't know if that's the right time frame. And then he... Um, then Brian Johnson went to Florida, and he was at Florida 18 and 19 as a quarterback no, no, Case Keenum's last year in college was 2011. Okay, well, I'm off by six years then. Anyway, he made the jump after the COVID season at Florida to Philadelphia. Quarterback's coach for two years and now the offensive coordinator with the Eagles. You're right. I mean, he is he is 100% on track to be an NFL head coach. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, people keep saying that's going to be the most attractive job in this cycle, and, and we'll see what other ones come open. But I, I feel like NFL media really overinflates what Justin Herbert is. And, and you can argue that it's hard to win with bad coaching, but it hasn't always been that way. 
in Los Angeles. I mean, things fell apart after the playoff loss last year, but that wasn't just coaching. I don't know. I just When I watch Herbert, I see talent, but, I mean, when you watch how many NFL quarterbacks, don't you see talent? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not as impressed with Herbert as NFL media apparently has been all day today about how what an amazing job that's going to be because you get to coach Justin Herbert like it's some kind of Tom Brady down there. I understand what you're saying. I would say that the Chargers, even though they're 5-9, and nine, have been in a lot of games despite some clear deficiencies on that team, largely because of Justin Herbert, and you saw what they looked like without him last night. Was it Easton Stick? Easton Stick. I mean... That that kid didn't play baseball and instead played football, I mean, or hockey, come on, or hockey, yeah. So, um, yeah, the quarterback issue in the NFL right now—if it wasn't guys getting hurt, it would be almost humorous. I mean, look, look at every game. You've got Vikings, Bengals, two backup quarterbacks. Steelers, Colts. Guess what? And the Vikings are on a third quarterback. They're a third quarterback. Nick Mullins hanging around. That's another example. So to bring Southern Miss into that, good locker room guy will work hard when he's got to play. He won't screw it up. Still in the NFL. Just that's all you have to do sometimes to stay in that league. Let's do the same thing with Nick Mullins that we did with uh, Brandon Bolden just a second ago. In his career, so not nearly as long. Uh, Nick Mullins, 2017, was his first year in the NFL. So he's been there since 2017. He was with the 49ers, 17, 18, 19, and 20. 21, he was with the Eagles to start the year. Then spent some time in Cleveland. Then the Vikings. Then the Raiders. Now back to the Vikings. He's made $6.5 million. It's a million bucks a year, basically. So that's, that's good math, Borky. What a life, man. There you go. But so we got three NFL games tomorrow, two of which feature exclusively non-starting quarterbacks. Yeah. And then you've got Giants Saints, Giants with a backup, Bears Browns, Browns with a backup, Bucks Packers, they're they're all good. Texans Titans, neither team will start the quarterback that started this year. Levis just took the job, but still, two backups there. Jets Dolphins a backup there. Chiefs Patriots, not the starter there. Falcons Panthers who knows what the Falcons are doing at the quarterback position anymore. But you get my point. On and on and on, the league has just been decimated by injury at the quarterback position. It has. It has. And even if you didn't have the injuries, I'm not so sure that you would grade this as an A-plus year for quarterback play in the NFL. Hadn't been. It's been great. C.J. Stroud's been the, the story. Aside from Tommy DeVito and the... You know, the Italian thing and serving cutlets at the tailgate and his agent looking like... A futuristic mafia boss, all that. All of those things. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. You can text the show on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. We're back with you right after this. Sports Talk Mississippi. Yeah! On Super Talk Mississippi. 
moon is right, the spirit's up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having Sports Talk Mississippi coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon. We're going to try and have a good time with you. I will tell you if you were one of the people who was a winner this week of the uh, Genteel shirts with our Christmas giveaway. Uh, All of those orders have been turned in. They are being processed, and uh, they should be to you before Christmas. So we will uh, keep an eye on that, but uh, everything proceeding as it should. Um, Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. been telling you today is the deadline to order Embroidered merchandise, that's the entire collegiate collection, and have standard ground shipping still get it to you before Christmas. Expedited shipping will run through the 19th of December, so that's, uh, what, middle of next week, and uh, then you'll just have to uh, hope for the best. So um, not, uh, not trying to put pressure on you, just letting you know if you're thinking about Genteel for a Christmas present, uh, you're running out of time to order it. Now, the good news is you can find Genteel Apparel in men's clothing stores across the state of Mississippi. It's a long list. Harry Meyer in Meridian, Landry's in Oxford, S.F. Aldman in Gulfport, Smith & Company in Greenwood, Steve's in Philadelphia, The Country Gentleman in Greenville, Chandelure in Ocean Springs, Kincaid's in Ridgeland, Reed's in Starkville, Randy Price in Hattiesburg, Abraham's in Indianola, The Wellander in uh, Brandon, Mile 363 in Natchez, T. Saffington, in New Albany, Abraham's in Cleveland, Claude Julian's in Kosciuszko, MLM in Tupelo, Shirley Dogs in Corinth, and the well-dressed man in Brookhaven. So those places all across the state of Mississippi carrying Genteel. If you can't order online, you can shop at those spots. Shop local. Keep that money in your community and uh, have a Christmas present that people will absolutely love. Genteel, the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. Forky, I want to go back to the bowl games. Sure. sure. Like, I get the whole, at first glance, you're like, eh, that doesn't do a whole lot for me. But if you're looking, every one of these games has got a couple of cool storylines. Texas Tech and Cal? I mean, did, did you have Cal in a bowl game this year, considering kind of where they've been in recent years? It's a really, it's become a really difficult job. It has. Texas Tech, I mean, they were riding. I mean, ooh, speaking of, you, you, you watched the Texas Bowl last year, and some would say, see, here's to show you that bowl games don't matter. They don't necessarily mean what the following year is going to be, because walking out of Houston, it felt like Texas Tech had a lot of momentum last year, and Ole Miss was. Mm-hmm. On, on that night, Ole Miss went back to work, brought in some key pieces. A little more veteran at quarterback. Caught some breaks along the way. They got 10 wins. They're playing in an Access Bowl, in a New Year's Six Bowl. And Texas Tech is playing in the Independence Bowl. But it's a Texas Tech team that's been fun. They score a little bit. Speaking of fun, Western Kentucky, that's a fun offense to watch. They're playing Old Dominion in the Toastery Bowl in Charlotte. Didn't we establish that's the one that replaced the um, this, the, Bahamas the Bahamas Bowl? Bowl. Yeah, because they're renovating the uh, the stadium down there. All right, so UTSA Marshall. 
both of them going to be missing some guys. Trey Moore, the all-everything defensive end that led the country in sacks for UTSA, not going to play. He's going to a new place. But Frank Harris is. Frank Harris will be making his final appearance in a UTSA Roadrunners uniform in his seventh season. He is the most decorated player in the history, the short history, 13-year history of that program. And he's played a Marshall team whose quarterback left, and Borky, why did he leave again? So there was a... (laughs) It's crazy. Fans are going to be happy I'm gone anyway. Was... Sister kind of came to his aid. A little bit, but... Quarterback left Marshall. Not, uh, Not great. All right, what about South Florida and Syracuse? They're playing in Boca. Syracuse, by the way, getting a visit from Kyle McCord. They are. He went to Nebraska. Maybe on campus now. Probably. Went to and Nebraska. Nebraska seems to have didn't, moved on. Did not go well. It, maybe it was even mutual. Because the, the reporting, which you know, said that he himself had decided to move on from Nebraska. Now, what does that mean? Meh. But, yeah, Syracuse. All right, so Syracuse got a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Putting together a decent staff. They seem to be making a little bit of a splash from a recruiting standpoint, which would say to you that with the new coach, they got a little bit of momentum on the NIL front, and they've got some money to spend. Do you know how bad South Florida has been for the last three years? Horrible. Like, bad, bad. Alex Golish, the former offensive coordinator at Tennessee, comes in. He gets them playing well. I understand lots of people are going to go, oh, the Alabama game. Yeah, that's fine. That really wasn't indicative of what the South Florida offense was in that ball game. I mean, they scored early and they had a lead, but they, they couldn't do what they wanted to do. This is a team that plays fast. I mean, fast, fast. They get up and down the field. And they won their season finale against Charlotte to get to 6-6 six and six and bowl eligible. They've been a fun team. Yeah, the Dabo coaching tree, by the way, not really successful elsewhere. All of his offensive assistants have been awful at their new places. And Venables isn't exactly super-duper popular in Norman yet either. That feels like it's trending in the right direction. It's trending in the right direction. But weird deal. Because they're so successful. Like, it's not a thing, it's not an anti-Dabo thing. They're really successful while they're at Clemson, but when they leave, it's like, what the heck happened? Alright, Friday, December 22nd. So, a week from today, while we are on the air, we will begin the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. With Georgia Tech and UCF. Forky, a pair of 6-6 six and six teams. This is the, it's the final ride for JRP, they're running back. Is it Rufus Harvey? I think that's right. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, R.J. Harvey has been really good. This is the end of the road for him. And Georgia Tech in a first year with a new head coach has gotten good play out of Haynes King at quarter, quarterback, and they got to a bowl game. It feels like that's two teams that are really going to care about this game. Yeah, they got to a bowl game while losing to Bowling Green this season. Yeah. They got smoked by Bowling Green. That makes yeah. no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, Troy and Duke. Two schools Com- missing their coach. 
I mean, a couple of programs that lost their head coach. I saw in the um, in, in a Q and A that John Summerall did with a local reporter. They were asking him from a Tulane perspective. He's like, you got coaches on staff that are coaching the bowl game that are going to leave and go with Willie Fritz to Houston, and you know that those guys are trying to recruit current players on the roster to go with them while they're preparing for a bowl game. And you got John Sumrall, who's not coaching for Troy, but also not coaching for Tulane in the bowl game. And you got players that are at Troy that think they're probably going to go with John Sumrall. But Sumrall said, look, I said to all of my guys at Troy, if you want to even have a conversation with me about the future, stay and play in the bowl game. You owe it to your teammates, you owe it to the school, you owe it to the – I mean, that, that's an 11-2 and two football team right now. And he says, if I, you don't stay and play in the bowl game, we're not even talking. Then why doesn't he stay and coach in the bowl game? If, if you're going to hold that precedent I, to your I players, why don't you – respect for the school, right? I, I guess. I, just, I get what you're saying. It feels like if you're going to make them be principled, you should also – Unless the school tells you no, you should also abide by those principles. But And it's stuff like that that causes the cynical people that you started the show with, oh, see, bowl games don't matter because the quarterback opted out. Like, like Riley Leonard's not going to play for Duke. He's already probably moving to his new apartment in South Bend. But, like, does that really actually affect your viewership? Like, does Chop Robinson uh, opting out of the Peach Bowl actually make you not want to watch the Peach Bowl? Does that really change your viewing habits? Or are you really sitting there thinking, man, I was going to watch Duke play in the bowl game, but Riley Leonard has opted out because he's transferring to Notre Dame. Now I won't watch? You were either going to or you weren't. And Riley Leonard is not the driving force behind that decision. I think that's a cop-out thing that people say. If you're a Troy fan or you're a Duke fan, you were watching the game regardless, and you are watching the game regardless. And if you're a casual college football fan, for an 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday, two days before Christmas, either your television is going to be on in your house and it's going to be on ESPN, or it's not. I, I, I think you make a good point there. Riley Leonard is not Tiger Woods in terms of moving the needle or, or, or driving audience uh, viewership. Sports Talk Mississippi. We got more coming up. We're back with you right after this. I listen to it at work. At work. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. On Super Talk Mississippi. Did you get that memo? Yes, sir. I think bold wins get diminished because of who's playing. I would love to see Penn State full strength and Ole Miss full strength. Florida State and Georgia, it's going to be second team versus Florida State third string walk-on quarterback. I get that. 
In the Look, immediacy, I, maybe. Yeah. I'm not trying to tell you that every one of these games is going to feel like week nine, the third Saturday in October, the last Saturday in the month of October. I'm, I'm not trying to sell you on that. Not at all. And I will readily admit that some of these matchups are watered down. Going back to the original point, like what I tweeted this afternoon and whatever else, it's like, I just, I just don't get it. The people that are like, oh, we need to just do away with the bowl games. Oh, really? What are we going to watch from the 16th of December until the playoff starts? You don't want college football on your television? Such a weird thing. I just I don't get it. And there's so many that want to be, oh, it should only have been a six-team playoff. I mean, no. Why? Why not engage the entire country? Why oh, not because let this thing grow. Because college football has the greatest regular season in Except sports. That it doesn't. Or I mean, it, it it does. It's 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 great. But what about this season? Because we've seen the everybody has seen the uh, bracket. If it were twelve this year, what it would have been. And I think they would have done a little manipulation, by the way. I don't think they would have sent Ole Miss back to Georgia. I think that they would have messed around with that Manipulated a little bit. that? Yeah, that they wouldn't have done that again, I don't think. Because they're trying to do other things besides just form a playoff. Little little known secret there. But we've all seen it. What about this regular season would have been diminished if that were what we were talking about starting here in a week? What, what would have been diminished? I mean, the, the only thing that you can point to is that the conference championship games might not have meant as much. The SEC championship would not have meant as much, but you're still playing for a first-round bye, and that is meaningful in a playoff. There's still stakes on it. Ohio State-Michigan would not have mattered as much. It's true. It's very true. But that's it. That That's all you lose. Every other week of the season would have felt the same, if not larger. Every other week of the season. LSU. LSU. Big brand, all that. Top 15 team in the country. 130 teams in college football. One of the 15 best played their final meaningful game of the season on September 30th. The Heisman Trophy winning quarterback after September 30th did not play a meaningful snap when it came to the postseason. So, oh no, cry me a river that Ohio State and Michigan is a little bit less meaningful. But that LSU-Missouri game on October 6th or whatever day it was, with the now Heisman Trophy winner, would have mattered. That game would have meant something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely would have. Instead, it was just a game. It was just a, All it was for both teams was just a game. But you know what? It was a great game. It was a great game. Wasn't it? It's got the point. Like, just enjoy it. Like, like, like the whole, oh, we don't need this. Just make it go like, dude, just watch it or don't. It's your call, but you don't have to poo on it. It, it just, I don't, I don't get it. 
Need to make note of this because we've got kind of a busy start to the 4 o'clock hour. Gary Stoken, who's the executive director, uh, our president, CEO of the uh, um, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, going to join us to uh, to start the 4 o'clock hour. There are a lot of people, self-included, that thought Kawan Lacey, the high school four-star running back out of Lancaster, Texas, who was making an announcement about the time our show ended last night, uh, that he was going to commit to Ole Miss. There were a lot of people that thought he was going to commit to Ole Miss, like everybody that had covered his recruitment. And he was, until he wasn't. It came down to Ole Miss and Missouri and Alabama, but really it came down to Ole Miss and Missouri, and I am led to believe that he told the coaches at Ole Miss that he was coming to Ole Miss. But until it's done, it's not done, and apparently his relationship with Eli Drinkwitz and whatever offer Missouri came with in the last half hour before his announcement turned it in Missouri's favor. And so Missouri, who is doing a really, really good job building their roster mm-hmm. year after year, they got a head-to-head recruiting win over Ole Miss last night in uh, in Kwan Lacey. And this was a guy that the Ole Miss staff really liked. They really liked his style as a running back. It won't be their last head-to-head recruiting win uh, as no. well. I mean, they're in this game, man. They're they playing are. it well. They, they, they really are. Is it the end of the world? No. Does it sting a little bit? Absolutely. 4 o'clock hour, Gary Stoken will lead us off coming up next. Okay, what we do next? Keep it moving, buddy. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV, coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Pearl River Resort, home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Learn more about them online at pearlriverresort.com. All guests on Sports Talk appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. You know you are dealing with a serious person when at four o'clock, five o'clock his time on a Friday afternoon, he's still got a tie on. That's Gary Stoken. He's the president and CEO of the Peach Bowl, and uh, he joins us this afternoon as uh, we move closer to Ole Miss and Penn State coming up on December thirtieth noon local time. It's eleven o'clock here in Mississippi. Gary, always good to catch up. Appreciate uh, a few minutes of your time this afternoon. Gary, can you hear me? Uh-oh. I think you've got the uh, the backup number as well that, uh, that Borky sent. Let's see if we can do this on the phone. Our our video feed is not working the way we had uh, had hoped this afternoon. Um, so working through that as well. Um, trying to. It's um, Borky, what do we need to do? I think we're going to try this on the phone. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, not as uh, smoothly as we had hoped. I think now we've got Gary Stoken on the phone. Maybe it's just simpler to do it this way. Gary, uh, good to catch up with you. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. 
Merry Christmas to uh, you as well. Your team has been working for uh, for a long time. And, you know, there was a time where we would have said, okay, what do you do for the rest of the year other than get ready? But the Chick-fil-A games have become such a big deal, right, where you've got the kickoff games at the beginning of the season and you wrap it with the bowl game. There's so much other stuff that goes on. So what is this like beyond just constant? Well, we enjoy what we're doing, obviously. It's uh, labor love for us. We do have a kickoff game to start this season. Next year, we will start off the athletic kickoff game with Clemson versus Georgia. We'll have the first uh, CFP quarterfinal game with uh, either number one, two, three, or four. And then we'll end the season with the national championship game. Uh, the first city to host it twice in the CFP era. And then in 25, we'll host two AFLAC kickoff games and then have the CFP semifinal game to end the CFP first year, first club year contract. We had the two SEC championship games in there. We've got some really quality top 10 teams and top 10 games coming through Atlanta over the next couple of years. There's no question about that, and uh, we're getting really close to uh, to this year's Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. On, uh, coming up on December 30th, you've got uh, Penn State and Ole Miss. Uh, this is a fun matchup. SEC, Big Ten, two fan bases that I, I get the impression are really, really excited to, uh, to come into this game. Yeah, we were at Penn State on Monday and then over to uh, Ole Miss on Tuesday. And, you know, Ole Miss was excited because they were headed to the Citrus Bowl. And then once Alabama got elevated into the CFP playoff, they got moved up to the New Year's Six, six Floyd Beach Bowl. So they're really excited. First opportunity for Ole Miss to win 11 games in its history of college football. First time Ole Miss and Penn State have played ever. And uh, you've got a top 10 defense, a top uh, uh, top, really the top defense in the country playing against uh, top 20 defense or offense with two top 10 players in Duncan and Bayless. So, uh, interesting. I think the uh, win up in the defense is going to miss. The game state player is going to be an interesting player for the Penn State defense. And I haven't played the first shot. President and CEO of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Gary, we're going to reach out to you via email and see if we can maybe schedule a time to talk next week where we could do it on the phone. We're having some serious audio issues. I apologize. I'm afraid it's on our end. Not sure exactly what that is. 
We appreciate your time. If we don't talk to you next week, we look forward to seeing you in Atlanta in just a few days. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon, and Merry Christmas to you and your entire team as well. All right, that's great. That's Gary Stoke, President and CEO of the Peach Bowl. Yeah, sorry, guys. I I, I tried everything I could. I I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what I I don't know. Um, our apologies. I, I know yeah, please forgive guys, me for that. You guys I, are lighting us up on the ceasefire text line. We were trying to figure out a way to make it work, and it just didn't. So we will uh, try to connect once again, um, either next week or. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we, we apologize. We apologize. It was not Gary Stokin's fault. Hundred percent me. I, I, yeah, well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll just we'll do terrestrial phone line uh, next week, and and um, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. I, I, I tried to fix it. I tried to hey, let, adjust. Let, let's let's try to do the C Spark text line. Just we'll we'll all laugh about <laughs> it together. CJ in the Delta says, "I feel like I'm hearing a Peanuts cartoon." Wah 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 wah. Uh, we get one that sounds awful, like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, we can't understand a th- single thing. Sure, you're aware of the va- bad reverb. Ah, uh, yeah, we know. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I really wanted to ask him about the crowd that they like. It, the The Peach Bowl has sold out in 22 of the last 25 years, and that's across two stadiums. Gary's been the president and CEO of, of Peach Bowl Inc. since 1998. Boy, he's been in this job for 25 years. I don't know if he's ever been on an interview with a worse connection than that one, but probably here not. we are. We did get a couple messages. Um, hey, Dad leaves for a day. You're really missing Hey, Dad. I would love to get Hey, Dad in this seat to try to fix what was going just to see what he does. I would love that. I mean, when you give Hey Dad, like, hey, man, we can't hear you. He's, he just, like, sits back and he throws his head, like, I don't know. I didn't touch anything. I didn't touch anything. In fairness, I didn't I didn't really do a great job there either. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, the anticipation is, though, big crowd for this one. I, I assume that it uh, will be sold out when it is all said and done. It may officially be sold out at, uh, at this point. The game is played on the 30th. Um, you can still buy tickets online at uh, peachbowl.com, I believe it is, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl website. And uh, and I think through Ole Miss there are a few tickets that are available as well. It was kind of cool earlier this week. People started going, hey, I got my tickets, and I'm sitting. And they started like, yeah. you know, either putting on message boards or Twitter or wherever, hey, these are where my seats are, where are your seats, I love these, I don't like these, all, you know, whatever. It's exciting. Good. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, like I said when the game was announced, uh, the the more I think about it, the more I think this is the – Penn State is the perfect opponent you want to play in an access bowl, I think. Because it's a big brand. Penn State's a big national brand. Regardless of how you feel about the institution and their head coach, I've got some feelings, and and that's, that's okay. They're a big national brand. Absolutely are. Beating yeah. Penn State brings you – if they are, if they're able to pull it off anyway, some notoriety. It, it it's a big deal, but also it's a, a beatable team. Pretty poor offensively. Their most explosive defensive player opted out. Although their possible first round pick tackle sounds like he's going to play. Their other uh, rush end sounds like he's going to play. So you know, give and take there. 
But they're beatable. Certainly beatable. That's fine. Yeah, whoever. Just just bring whoever. Pl- play with who you got and, yeah. and get after it. And, L- and line up see. and beat them. And it's not Liberty, which would be incredibly boring and disappointing. So you get the brand. You get all that stuff. And it's a winnable game as opposed to playing. I know you can't play them. But like Georgia, getting matched up with Ohio State, who just even without Kyle McCord is so much more talented, at oh, least I think on, on offense, on, than Penn State. Hold on to your Ohio State thing, though. You, you say, oh, you wouldn't want to. Missouri is now a favorite. I know. In the Cotton Bowl. They are now a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl. That's, uh, I mean, no Marvin Harrison, I assume. One would assume. One would assume. Although, uh, on my Facebook feed... That uh, fake rumor about him getting twenty million to stay at Ohio State is still running strong, man. Still, still floating. Oh out there. yeah, uh, people can't get enough of talking about how ridiculous that is. Well, it's because it is ridiculous, guys. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the other games on it's Saturday, December thirtieth. You got four games that day. You've got uh, yeah Peach Bowl at eleven. You've got the Music City Bowl at one. You've got the Orange Bowl at three, and then Toledo and Wyoming. Then you got to wait until Monday, and oh, Monday, Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Will you ever get so excited that you just can't wait? Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi team. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Magnolia trees at night, sparkling bright. Fields of cotton love, wintry white. When it's Christmas time in New Orleans. A barefoot pleasing to the ears. Fills the air. Quite the opposite from just a bit ago. Thanks for being with us. Sports Talk Mississippi. Did you see your friends at the next round, by the way, last night? So, Auburn played in Montgomery against... Uh, it was two days ago. It was two, It was, uh, It was. was Wednesday night. It was the day that we were at, at Stone's Jewelry. That's right. Because I talked to Ryan Brown after the game. He's like, yeah, we're getting, getting ready to do this thing. I was like, oh. <laughs> They pitched it as like Manning cast for Auburn basketball? Pretty much. And it was. There was a camera on the game that didn't cover the full screen. And then there was a camera on them. And they're not play-by-play guys. You know, they're not. That's not what they do. And Auburn fans hated it. And I mean hated it. And they had like constant interviews with like the – Conference USA commissioner because they're bringing their championship game there or something and like the mayor and stuff like that during the Auburn basketball game that wasn't on the full screen. They spent so much time on their show yesterday just reading the mean tweets and just laughing about them. Yeah. Yeah, they they owned that it didn't go particularly well. Yeah. And they did a nine-minute segment of tweets and comments on the YouTube stream and whatever else of just how bad it was. Um, and the more creative the criticism, the uh, the more kick uh, they got out of it. So, um, you just got to own something like that sometimes. All right, so we've been talking a bunch about football happening 
this weekend with the bowl games getting started. You uh, you also have a bunch of basketball this weekend. Listen to this slate of games tomorrow. This is just tomorrow. Now you got Sunday. In fact, let's go to Sunday first because you know you got state game on Sunday. Mississippi State, North Texas, SEC Network Plus from uh, from Tupelo at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Two other games on Sunday. Seton Hall is at Missouri, but they're playing it in Kansas City, and Southern Cal is at Auburn. Ooh, does that mean that that Bronny will be on the Plains? Presumably, yeah. There you go. He uh, he made his Southern Cal debut last week, but. So, so light, light slate of games on Sunday. Here's what you get tomorrow. LSU in Texas in Houston. Texas A&M and Houston in Houston. Top 15 matchup between North Carolina and Kentucky in Atlanta. It's part of the CBS Sports Classic. By the way, those first two games are on ESPN2. SEC Network, High Point at Georgia. Streaming, Lipscomb at Arkansas. Streaming, Charleston Southern at South Carolina. SEC Network, Cal and Ole Miss in San Antonio. And there is a, uh, there's a doubleheader there in San Antonio. You've got uh, NC State's playing somebody in the first game. NC State and, mm, I don't know. Also, Vanderbilt is at Texas Tech. How about this road trip for Alabama? Game is on Big Fox tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Alabama at number 8 Creighton in Omaha. Brother, Alabama will be walking into a hornet's nest. Creighton's got great basketball fans. Mm -hmm. That's a good team. Uh, NC State, Tennessee. That's in San Antonio. So that's the uh, the nightcap. So Ole Miss and Cal play the early game, and then NC State and Tennessee uh, later on tomorrow night as well. That's a pretty good slate of games tomorrow. No doubt. No doubt. And then uh, I saw the bracketology. I know it's still early for that, but had Mississippi State in the last four in category. Okay. So um, had Ole Miss as a nine seed still? Mm-hmm. Conference play is going to feel huge. Last four in, but not in the play-in deal in in Dayton, right? Or is that where they had Mississippi State? I think that's State? where they had, if I remember correctly, okay. it was last four in, yeah. All right. But, uh, no, meaningful basketball is back around here. A few more games to go, though. Got a few. Just get through them, right? I mean, isn't that the, isn't that the goal here for, for Ole Miss and State? You don't have to be pretty. Just State really can't suffer a bad non-conference loss. Yeah, so let's look at what's left. So, so Ole Miss plays Cal tomorrow, and Cal is three and six on the year. Very bad basketball program, generally. They were horrible a year ago. They've I, mm, don't let me lie to you. I think Cal has already won more games this season than they won a year ago. You, you might, might be right. Check me on that. So, after the Cal game, Ole Miss is at home next Tuesday night against Troy, and. Then they go to the coast four days later for the game against Southern Miss. They have tied they get... last year's uh, win total with three. Okay, so they went three and twenty-eight last year. Three and twenty-nine. Three and twenty-nine. They are three and six this year. So marked improvement for the Cal Bears basketball program. Should beat Cal. 
Got to beat Troy at home on Tuesday. Game against Southern Miss on the coast on the 23rd. It's a game and back. you can't lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ole Miss cannot afford to lose that game. Mm-mm. But I don't think, I mean, you know, Southern Miss, good program, Jay Ladner, good coach, all those things. You can't just expect to show up and you win. They got to play and play well. Um, and then Bryant on December 31st, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So that's the day after Ole Miss's bowl game. Bryant is 6-6, six and six, and probably the biggest win on their resume is a victory at number 10 FAU. The same FAU that went to the Final Four last season. FAU couldn't hit a shot in that game. Um, but they've also got losses to Stony Brook, Xavier, Boston University, Rutgers, Manhattan College, and most recently a 32-point loss to uh, OK Cincinnati team. So, just got to play. So, we've been talking about him for days now. Princely Uman Mielin has finally announced his commitment to Ole Miss, the Florida oh, yeah? rush end. Yes, he posted it on X just a second ago. Some people call that Twitter still. Yeah, he uh, he said go time. I, I respect Princely for this one. His graphic is literally just a picture of him on a field uh, wearing a photoshopped Ole Miss powder blue helmet and jersey. And all it says is his name and committed. That's it. None of the fancy stuff. Just a picture of him, a little Photoshop job, and the word committed on it. All right. That's how it should be, but it's not usually how it is. That's a um, a pretty big addition on the defensive side. 11 and a half tackles for loss and seven sacks last year. I mean, he's, he's the type of player... That we talked about all season. I mean, all season it was you know, the defense is highly productive. Pete Goldie's getting a whole lot of that out of that group, but they don't have that next tier of player at a lot of spots. That's what that guy can be, and then pair him across the defense with Jared Ivy, who had a really good year, by the way. Kind of got lost in all the sauce with Ole Miss this year, but having those two guys with their talent and experience. On both of your ends, is that that's something that that defense was missing in 2023. A guy that when he lined up one on one against your tackle, you feared on every passing down. He's that kind of guy. So message on the ceasefire text line, and we need to talk more about this this football commit. Well, we'll do that in the, the five o'clock hour. You know, ask the question whether or not anything else is going to happen uh, this weekend. Uh, we get the message Southern Miss will have transfer guard Andre Curbelo available against Ole Miss. He was the former Big Ten sixth man of the year at Illinois. Yeah, big deal. That's that's a big get. And there have been there have been influential people in Mississippi working behind the scenes to help make that happen. I know that for a fact. And and also with the two guys at Ole Miss. Influential people have been working behind the scenes to try and get that done. But Borky, now you've got the like the NCAA took what was a confusing situation and made it even more confusing. Did you I see mean, what question? Will Wade said about it last night? He said, "I mean, 
December 27th, they're going to lose again. So you might as well just play play the players. He's like, they're going to lose, so don't worry about it. Just play them. I mean, the question is, will Ole Miss play Brandon Murray tomorrow? It's an interesting risk because if they if, if the they NCAA, happen to not lose. Well, and, and, and I mean, I do think you could sue the NCAA and get it back. But the NCAA has said, if you play somebody, and by the way, the NCAA is not working on any of the transfer requests while this temporary restraining order is in place. They're like, no, we're just putting all that on pause. People just hate the NCAA now. And they've just, it's almost like they've just decided to embrace it. Like they don't even care anymore. We'll be back. Communication system is a go. Go! This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Exactly. begins tomorrow college basketball all over the place NFL on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and nobody better to talk about all of that than Bruce Marshall Bruce I feel like it's been a while since I have been able to talk with you I've been on the go on these uh, these Fridays it is great to be back with you how are you my friend I am good I've been going to I was in uh, Switzerland a couple weeks ago with the grandbabies and uh... But following the games from afar, so we're back in action this week. All right, where where are we starting today? You you tell me where we should start. Should we start with bowl games, with the NFL, with college basketball? Where, where do you want to begin? Um, let's go bowl games. Why not? Um, a couple. There's some NFL tomorrow too. Actually, it's a good NFL slate. Okay, let me retrace. I'll give you three quick NFLs tomorrow because I like all sides tomorrow in a triple parlay. Uh, I like the Bengals. I like what they're doing with Jake Browning. I do not like Nick Mullins in there with the Vikings. He might be better than Joshua Dobbs, but I really like what the Bengals are doing with Browning. Uh, Cincinnati there. Uh, I don't like what's going on with Pittsburgh. I don't think Mitch Trubisky is the answer. I don't know why they don't bring Mason Rudolph back. He's on the roster still. Um, they don't. Uh, Big Ben might be right. I think they have lost their mojo. I'm going to take the Colts, and I'm going to take the Broncos, and I might do it on the money line tomorrow against the Lions, uh, who are in trouble right now. You are what you are right now in the NFL. This isn't September and October anymore, and the Broncos are a great example of that, too. Denver, Indy, and Cincy tomorrow. Three-team parlay, NFL. Now, college football. Let, let me ask you this, Bruce. Let me ask you this. How often yes. do you play a parlay? Um, not often, uh, once in a while, uh, okay. but, uh, and it, it's something like, uh, I mean, I usually wait till the, you know, a big college hoop Saturday to do something like that, but I think whenever the opportunity jumps and you see three that you like, go for it. So, uh, I think tomorrow for me, at least that would be a call in the NFL. I like it. All right. So you had Cincinnati, Indianapolis, and Denver in a three game parlay, three NFL winners. So, from a strategy standpoint, if you're if you like those three enough to put them in a parlay, are you also playing those games individually? Yes. Okay. Because just in case, if one of them loses, I mean, if if you think you're going to get two out of three, uh, you will still win. Even uh, you, you still probably or you won't lose. 
uh, it's it's still easy to lose a parlay if one of them doesn't come in. But right. uh, if you if you think they're all good, I'd bet them straight too, and uh, you know roll it and see what goes. Because I think if if they, depends how much you like him, but whatever you like a lot, I don't I don't mind doing it both ways. Do it on this. Do the regular spread. Do it on the parlay too. It makes it a little more fun. All right, so bowl season gets started tomorrow as well, and and. I feel like bowl games are harder to handicap than they've ever been because of opt-outs and who's playing and who's not playing and who lost a coach and who kept a coach and who's motivated and who's healthy and all of those things. So with all that said, is there anything you see that you like tomorrow? Yeah, you're you're right, really. I mean, it's like it's worse than week zero, uh, you know, when you think about it, yeah. <laughs> you know, all the changes. But I still there, but that also lends itself to some edges if you can find them. I am hard pressed to find one that looks better than New Mexico State tomorrow, uh, especially since uh, the Albuquerque Bowl just up the road from Las Cruces, well, about two hours, but I mean, no good fans there. Um, and their quarterback Diego Pavia is going to play. He got knocked out of the CUSA title game with Liberty, uh, which was a great game, by the way. But New Mexico State, a great point spread overachiever for Jerry Kill the last two years. They were they're seventeen and four against the spread since midway uh, last year. And mostly, though, I mean, Kill really got this team ready to play up in Detroit, that game against Bowling Green, where nobody was in the stands. Uh, but, uh, man, New Mexico State was jumping around like it was the Super Bowl. They jumped on Bowling Green early, and they ended up winning the game. Uh, they catch Fresno tomorrow in a bad spot. Uh, Jeff Tedford, the head coach, is not making the trip. He's got some health issues. They close the season very poorly at Fresno, very poorly. And I've seen this before from some Tedford teams. Once it unravels, it really unravels quick. Short price New Mexico State. I think they win that game. And cover uh, UCLA and Boise, interesting there. Boise closed the season really fast. Since then, they have named Spencer Danielson the interim as the permanent head coach because uh, uh, he did a really good job after they let Andy Avalos go in early November. Taylor Green, their quarterback, though, has hit the portal and already landed at Arkansas, and he was really the difference for them down the stretch. And now they are playing. They're going to. They got two quarterbacks, a freshman and a redshirt freshman who have never thrown a college pass. We're going to be facing UCLA tomorrow in LA, and the Bruins are very mad after blowing that game to Cal. Or at least the media has been getting on UCLA heavy. Even though they beat SC, they still lost three of their last four. Um, but the matchup is pretty good. UCLA has a couple opt-outs, too, like lot to the star defender. But tough rush defense. Genty is uh, Boise's top threat, um, and he'll have trouble running. UCLA and the under in that game. Under is close to 50. That seems really high for a Boise team playing a quarterback who's never played. So uh, UCLA and under in that one in the L.A. Bowl. All right, so that's a couple of plays in uh, the, what, six, seven college bowl games that we've got tomorrow. Bruce likes New Mexico State. He likes UCLA and the under in the L.A. Bowl as well. This is a busy time of year. By the way, Bruce, where can people get your picks if they want uh, more than just what we talk about on the radio? Yeah, thanks. Check us out online, uh, VegasInsider.com. I got them all up there. I got a lot tonight. College hoops, NBA, NHL, bowls, NFL. All up there every day, all the picks. VegasInsider.com, that's where you go for my picks. Tomorrow is a busy, busy college basketball day. I mean, you've got all kinds of top 25 matchups. You've got a ton of games involving SEC teams, uh, just a lot of stuff. And actually, it starts tonight with a really, really intriguing matchup with UConn at Gonzaga. 
Uh, they're playing that game in Seattle. It'll be a big crowd for that one where UConn is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I sort of like the over in that game, and I sort of like Gonzaga a little bit. I mean, you know, they just lost in Seattle across town against the Huskies, who were pretty good this year. Yeah. The other night, but there's and this is a rematch of the Elite Eight last year. But um, one difference, I mean, Sonogo and, and Connecticut was really hot in the, the dance last year, um, but physically they really hurt um, Gonzaga because they couldn't deal with Sonogo down in the paint. Well, now I mean he's gone, and now the other way. Now Graham Ek comes in from Wyoming, a bruising six nine power forward. Uh, real punishing around the block. So I'm not sure uh, Connecticut's going to be able to, the rough stuff's going to work like it did the last year. And they're not quite as, they're good. I'm not sure they're quite as great as last year. Over in that one, and maybe Gonzaga too. And you're right, that is in Seattle at the Climate Pledge or the Kraken play. And usually Gonzaga plays a game there every year, and they pick a good one this year against UConn. No doubt, no doubt. Um do you have access to lines for the Saturday games, or do we still have to wait on that? Um, and now that you mention it, I will take a look right now, because usually right about uh, 5 o'clock uh, Central Time on Fridays, we usually get some uh, numbers for uh, Saturday college hoops, and I'm taking a look uh, right now to see what we got uh, for Saturday. And I do see some just popping up there right now, so there are some numbers on these games. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on those. Is there anything else college basketball that uh, has has kind of caught your uh, attention so far? Yeah, I mean there are some of these teams, and these are sort of out of the way uh, games in in total, and some of them involve uh, swag teams. And I'm trying to see if we get uh, any of these uh, tomorrow. Uh, I've been going over every game with. Arkansas Pine Bluff, and they have been accommodating that. And I'm seeing, I don't know that they or Alcorn State are playing tomorrow, uh, but uh, they have both been uh, pretty good. Uh, there's another one tonight. Uh, New Mexico, I think, is a real team this year. Uh, now, this is the rematch of New Mexico State after uh, the first meeting, which the Lobos blew out the Aggies uh, by 44 uh, points. Uh, the first uh, meeting, Jason Hooten has come in from near, uh, Sam Houston to try to rebuild New Mexico State, but they are in the early stage of a rebuild. And Rick Pitino is loaded. His freshmen are playing really good. Jalen House has come back uh, from injury. Now Mashburn still isn't playing, but they are killing teams lately. So I might give New Mexico a shot tonight. They're in Las Cruces, but 14, 14 and a half, reasonable. They beat these guys by 44 the first time, and they are scoring a lot of points, so maybe an over there, about 152 tonight in Las Cruces. Yeah, rare to see a second matchup this early in the season. Beat New Mexico State 106-62 to the first time around. That was just three games ago, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that one tonight. Um, last, last thing for you, Bruce. Uh, we've only got a minute left. Uh, as we look ahead to Sunday in the NFL, is there anything that pops for you? I'll tell you, um, some of these uh, teams that were slow starters this year and have picked up the pace, the Giants, mm-hmm. and I kind of believe in them right now with what they're doing with DeVito and the esprit de corps they're showing. They're getting some points against the Saints, who I don't think have any esprit de corps right now. Um, and they look like they're bickering on the sideline. It just doesn't look like a happy bunch. I think the Giants are a very interesting plus six or so dog uh, this weekend. 
Likewise, I think the Bears are very interesting against the Browns uh, with Justin Fields. They are playing well. By the way, both the Bears and the Giants are just a game out of the final playoff spot in the NFC, and there's still four games to go. Justin Fields is coming on nice. Bears and over. Bears, Browns. Listen, Joe Flacco, say what you want. He is performing in his two games as a starter. Cleveland has landed on 55 and 58. They got this in only 38 against the Bears, who were early in the season, at least. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here. Sports Talk Mississippi. You like this show, huh? Yeah. Super Talk Mississippi. Sorry, we lost the uh, tail end of Bruce Marshall right there. Uh, he was just kind of expounding on liking the uh, Bears-Browns over, if you were wondering how that finished up just a second ago. Uh, wrapping up the 4 o'clock hour, an hour left after this with you on this Friday, the 15th of December. Ten days. How many, Borky? How many? Uh, 25 minus 15. Ten days until Christmas. Something like that. Is this going to be the first year that James is like really, really into Christmas? Oh, he uh, everything he sees. Can I have that for Christmas, Daddy? And I, I say yes to everything because he stops asking, and I don't want to disappoint him. But what I'm afraid of is he's going to remember that everything that he has asked like, hey, for. Hey, hey Daddy, expected. where's the? Uh, you, you said yes. Where's uh, this? Man, it's so funny at the at the Christmas is he parade. Legos yet? Yes, loves loves them. Tra- trains, uh, like, it, he loves trains like the physical trains, big trains, but he likes more, like, putting things in a line and pretending that they're trains. Like, he'll do anything and put them in a line and, like, that's a train. So, uh, so what you're telling me is your house in the not-too-distant future is going to have a pretty significant train track in it. Oh, yeah. I've already got a train table, but it's already, like, not enough. We need something that that goes through the whole house. I mean, that, that'll be down the line, but... Uh, yeah, he's so he's super into Christmas now. Uh, we went to the Christmas parade last weekend, and they had a Santa and a Mrs. Claus on top of a ladder fire truck. So you're talking huge fire truck, and they were in the bucket on the ladder, oh, wow. and, and they got the sirens going. It's really loud. And James is sitting on the back of my, my tailgate of my truck with me, and we backed right up to the road that the parade was going on. And he is screaming his Christmas list at Santa, just screaming it at him. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome. And then like an hour later, we went to this Christmas like festival event thing in Madison, and there was a Santa there. And we got to sit down, and he was shocked. Like, wait, I thought Santa was on the fire truck. What's he doing here? It's everywhere. He's magic, man. He's incredible. Santa was actually at our house yesterday. No way. Yeah, yesterday afternoon, there was was a large group of first-grade girls. With a little Christmas party ornament swap that nice. was uh, at our house while I was on the radio, and uh, Santa showed up and uh, and visited with the girls. So that was that was kind of cool. Um, very cool. Uh, there are basketball teams all over the country that uh, feel as if Santa just visited them as well, uh, in the form of Attorney General Dave Yost from Ohio, who tweeted. Just a little while ago, breaking, this was uh, about 30 minutes ago, breaking 
The NCAA has agreed to terms that have been jointly submitted to the federal court for approval. And then he has two asterisks there. But not like a bad asterisk, like a good asterisk. No retaliation against players who play during the temporary restraining order. Number two, the temporary restraining order is converted to a preliminary injunction which will last until the end of spring sports. So if there is a multi-school transfer on your roster who was waiting for a ruling on a request for immediate eligibility, that player is now eligible. That means... Brandon Murray will play for Ole Miss this season. I assume that means he will play against Cal, but, I mean, it's possible that they don't think he's ready. I don't know. My assumption is that he would play for Ole Miss against Cal on Saturday. That means the transfer from Illinois is immediately eligible for Southern Miss. Big boost to the Golden Eagles team. There is a huge list of players who are now immediately eligible. Yeah. So good to uh, good to know. And after the kind of the public relations snafu yesterday that the NCAA dropped, where they're like, "Well, you know, if um, if we win in the appeal on this temporary restraining order, then players that played could be ruled." Um, they could have a season count against them in terms of their eligibility. That was the issue. Like, you could have had somebody play one, two, three games in this two-week window and then be back to not eligible to play after two weeks, and the NCAA was saying that would count for them as a year of eligibility. Well, all of that is out the window now. Yeah, I, I wonder if their legal department walked in and said, hey, guys, don't don't do that. Because, as Will Wade said, you're going to lose. So keep trying, but you're going to lose. I, I, I am convinced, Borky, that we have reached the point where there is one thing and one thing only that the NCAA is good at. And that's losing in court. Losing in court. And they crush it in terms of losing in court. We've talked about this a lot, and we're up against a break. And probably not something we should do today anyway. But now's the time for Greg Sankey and whoever else wants to join him to say enough is enough, we're going to break football away and do this the right way. Now is the time. Or we go back to kind of what Charlie Baker was proposing just a bit ago and they get to make their own rules. We'll be back. You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi. Outside the Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, 5 o'clock hour, final hour of the work week for us. Maybe you're already done for the week. If you are, congratulations and welcome to the weekend. Alongside Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Brian Haydad has the day off. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studio. Pearl River Resort is the home 
of the Sportsbook. It's inside the Golden Moon Casino, the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Visit them in person. Learn more online at PearlRiverResort.com. C Spire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. Be a part of the conversation there. You can join us, C Spire, connect and protect. That is the plan that gives you and your kids what you both want. Your kids get the device that they want, and you get the protection that you know they need, including parental controls. Learn more at cspire.com. C Spire, customer inspired. It is time. What? What? I don't know if you noticed, there's a giant mosquito flying around in here right now, and I can't kill it, and I've slapped at it, and he's elusive. I'm going to leave here with a dead mosquito, or I'm going to be really itchy for the next few days. One of the two. No, I could not see it. I'm not in the same place you are. But you can see the camera and me trying to slap this thing while you're... Yeah, I saw you you moving around. I thought there was something else that, like, you thought a computer was about to explode or something, but... No, it's a... I mean, it's winter time. I thought there... Oh, there it is. Go go do it, Mr. Miyagi. You need some (laughs) chopsticks there. If you'd seen the movie, you would know what I was talking about. I would. College football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. The holiday sales event is going on. That means great savings on your favorite Ford vehicle. Learn more and test drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Forky, are you ready for a definitive pronunciation of the name of the defensive end that Ole Miss just got from Florida? Have I been getting it wrong? I don't know if you have or not. Let's hear it, though. Princely Uman Miellen. Okay, so, yeah. I've been say- I guess I've been saying Oman Miellen. Uman Miellen. Uman Miellen. Uman Miellen. Uman Miellen. Princely Uman Miellen. Now, I just messed it up. <laughs> I gave it an extra yeah. syllable. You know what's going to happen? David Kelb is just going to call him Princely. Princely. He'll go Princely U. Uh, Princely Uman Miellen, uh, the Florida Gator, former Florida Gator, uh, announced his commitment to Ole Miss earlier. That means Ole Miss now has six players that have committed through the transfer portal. Had the uh, two guys on campus from Tennessee yesterday. Had the um, uh, big defensive tackle, uh, Walter Nolan, on campus yesterday as well from Texas A&M. And so now people will turn their attention to those guys and probably some others that are not nearly as public in terms of the uh, pursuit of them. You were saying to me a second ago that you, you kind of look around and you're like, what's going on here? I mean, they, they are. As of right now, they have the number one linebacker and the number one defensive end in the transfer portal already in the boat. They've got the number one overall transfer portal prospect on campus at the moment. They are stacking defensive players, portal anyway, as good as anybody in the country at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And obviously you had Ole Miss miss out on a high school running back last night. Um, the Lancaster, Texas, why can I not think of his name right this second? Quan Lacey. Yeah, Quan Lacey. Uh, committed to Missouri. And so we will, um, we'll just keep an eye on whatever else is going on. And I know Ole Miss fans will be locked in over the course of the weekend. We've talked about it a good bit as well. Mississippi State's got a bunch of guys on campus this weekend. They, their focus in terms of visitors last weekend was high school players. The focus this weekend is largely on portal players, 
as Jeff Levy and his staff work to uh, rebuild that roster in Starkville. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. A lot of uh, a lot of folks coming um, uh, in this weekend, and uh, folks are hopeful that that will go well for Mississippi State. Um, we've talked a good bit about bowl games this afternoon. Uh, these are the six that are happening tomorrow. Georgia Southern is a three-point favorite against Ohio. Jacksonville State is a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Louisiana. I guess I could tell you what these games are and where they are being played as well. So first up, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Georgia Southern, and Ohio. And that is in uh, Conway, South Carolina, on the campus of Coastal Carolina, but it is the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's Celebration Bowl uh, happening tomorrow. That's the SWAC and the MEAC. Howard and Florida A&M. FAMU is 11-1 and this season. Jacksonville State, Louisiana is the RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That's on ESPN at one fifteen tomorrow. Jacksonville State as a two and a half point favorite coming in with a record of eight and four. Louisiana is six and six. You remember Southern Miss had the big win on the uh, what was that a Tuesday night game? Tuesday night or a Wednesday night game uh, when they went to Louisiana and got that win earlier this year. Miami of Ohio and Appalachian State two thirty on ABC. That is the Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Appalachian State is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They have a really good quarterback. Appalachian State does in Joey Aguilar. He has thrown for 3,546 yards and 33 touchdowns against just nine interceptions this season. So Appalachian State is the underdog in that game. Miami of Ohio has had a a good year. Their two losses, uh, they lost in week uh, one of the regular season to Miami, lost that game 38-3. They also lost to Toledo. Toledo had a really good season. Lost that one by four, 21-17, as uh, Toledo was undefeated in conference play at, uh, at that point. So that is the, uh, the Cure Bowl, and it's on ABC. And then you've got the uh, Isleta New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State and Fresno State. You heard uh, Bruce Marshall earlier say that he really liked New Mexico State in this game. As a three and a half point favorite, uh, the head coach for Fresno State is not traveling for that game because of some uh, some health issues. So we'll uh, we'll see. Bruce also liked UCLA laying the five and a half points against Boise State. UCLA comes in seven and five. Boise State is eight and five, but Boise State's quarterback has already entered the transfer portal and committed to Arkansas. Uh, and so Boise, I think Bruce told us, has a freshman. A true freshman and a redshirt freshman, and neither of them have ever have uh, thrown a pass. That's good. Yeah, because their quarterback's off to Arkansas to replace K.J. Jefferson, who has yet to enter the transfer portal. Yeah, Halen Green. Maybe he's going to compete for the job. Who knows? Um, Bruce liked UCLA and the under in, uh, in yeah. that game because of Boise State's apparent lack of offense. And then you got Cal and Texas Tech tomorrow night in the Independence Bowl, the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Texas Tech is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in that game in Shreveport tomorrow night. So those are the six games that are happening, bowl games tomorrow plus the Celebration Bowl. I'm in. I'm watching. It's college football. Uh, we got this text, though. And it, this, there's an interesting... Uh, point about this and a distinction that has to be made, though. He said, with NIL and Transfer Portal, all college athletes are now simply professional athletes. Prove me wrong. You are wrong, but you're also right. 
Major college football and major college basketball players are essentially professional athletes now. They're all getting paid to play. That's a professional. But there are hundreds of student-athletes on every campus. There's a soccer team. There's a golf team. There's rifle teams. There's volleyball. And none of them are getting paid to play in the same way that the football and basketball players are. I know there's a Livy Dunn out there, but she's not getting paid to do gymnastics. She's getting paid because she's attractive. It's just a fact of life. They can't treat them... And and popular on social media. Of course. And good at it and savvy with it. Like, there's a lot of attractive people that don't have social media followings that make them money. You've got to be savvy, and, and she clearly is. But moving forward, like Charlie Baker's proposal that you mentioned, it fails right away because it treats, with all due respect, the second baseman on the softball team the same as the quarterback. And they're not the same. They don't. They're not as valuable to the school as each other. And so, to me, I think the breakaway is the only thing that can save college sports as a whole. Because if you force the schools to pay everybody, they're gonna fold sports. But if you break football and men's basketball away and get to operate them separately, absent Title IX, you can preserve the extremely important non-revenue sports, and I'm not talking about just women's sports. Men's golf at Ole Miss doesn't generate revenue. Men's tennis at Mississippi State doesn't generate revenue. They lose it. So it's not just men versus women. It's football and men's basketball versus everything else. If you treat them all the same, you're going to lose, and you're going to lose sports. And college sports, as we know, it's going to dramatically change, and opportunities are going to go away. But if you can somehow find a way to separate them and operate them independently, you can save the softball team that does a lot of great things for thousands of, of young women across the country. Got to I mean, do think, it that way. To, to your point about softball, I mean, think about the investment that has been made in softball in Starkville and in Oxford yeah. in the last eight years. And good. They deserve that. State's got the, the new softball stadium, News Park, and uh, Ole Miss is building one right now. Like, it's really taking shape. I drove by a couple of days ago, and it's like, oh, there's the grandstands, or the, the backdrop for the grandstands. Sports Talk Mississippi, that's your college football fix, driven by Ford. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi, right here on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. Mississippi, thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon. Just a week and a half until Christmas, 10 days away, and uh, we're glad to be with you. Alongside Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort, home of lots and lots and lots of live events. Check out their website, pearlriverresort.com. Do you know what time it is, Michael Borky? It's time to talk about food. 
It is a Food Friday. Food Friday is brought to you by Polk's Meat. Check out their website, polksmeat.com, for great recipe ideas, merchandise, and to see all the food products that they sell. But more importantly, head to your local grocery store and find the Polk's packaging. It's that bright yellow with the royal blue Polk's trimmed in red on there. Whether you're looking for smoked sausage or ham or beanie weenies, they got you covered, and you're going to love it. If you can't find what you're looking for, then find the manager of the meat department and tell them, hey, we really want you to stock Polk's because picky people pick Polk's. So a quieter weekend for a lot of people. We don't have many people in the state of Mississippi that are traveling for football games this weekend. So you have a lot of people around the house doing some uh, you know, last-minute getting ready for Christmas stuff. This is not last-minute yet. Next Friday will be last minute. Um, but you're going to have some time. And it looks like the weather is going to cooperate. So maybe this is a get out and get by the grill weekend. Borky, are you included in that group? Are you going to be getting out and getting by the grill? Yeah. Yeah, I am. And I don't know what day yet, either Saturday or Sunday. I can't decide if I want to like do something for the Saints game or not. I did last weekend, and it felt like a bad decision for about three quarters. <laughs> and it ended up working out okay. Uh, so we'll have to see. But, no, I'm, I'm going to do a Mississippi pot roast, Malcolm Reed style. I mean, it's it's like he doesn't pay for this mention every week. But every week, Malcolm Reed and How to BBQ Right gets mentioned on uh, on Food Friday. But I'm just going to use his Mississippi pot roast method on his website, uh, get a chuck roast, sear it on two sides. Uh, some people smoke it. I think it's better smoke, but it's more convenient, easier uh, to, to do it just in a uh, slow cooker. So I'll do that, do some Christmas shopping while it's cooking. Um, you know, peppers and, and ranch and jus and all the spices mm-hmm. and just let it sit there for eight hours or so and then put it on a gigantic piece of French bread. And You, all mean, the, you mean the the ranch dressing powder, right? The, yeah, the like packet. Pack. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to like take a bottle of Hidden no. Valley and just squirt it in the pot. That's that's not the way to go. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But, yeah, the, the ranch packets and, and um, just let it just roast for – I like to sit it on top of a bed of onions too. Uh, he doesn't do that in his recipe, but I'll, I'll cut – Onions really thick, and have it sit on top of them and cook it that way too. Shred it up, put it on a gigantic piece of French bread, and uh, all the good eating and exercising I've done this week will just be negated completely. It'll be great. Uh, Jeremy in Columbia says he's doing fresh deer backstrap fried to perfection with mashed potatoes and gravy. Yum. Need to find the guy last week that offered uh, deer meat in this uh, in this direction because I missed out on the cheese and I missed out on the gumbo, which was supposed to get sent down here, and it didn't. And I haven't forgotten about that. Hey, Dad's got your gumbo still. Yeah, and I don't have it. Yeah. And and he was here. What was it last week? Was the Christmas party last week? I can't. You remember. You didn't remind him though, did you? He didn't have it. He didn't bring it with him. He didn't bring it with him. I was say you got to remind him before he leaves Starkville to bring it. I guess He's so. He's going to remember that on his own. Well, he should have, and, and I missed out on it completely. If not for uh, for Paige, uh, who, by the way, Paige, if you're out there listening, I know you usually are, uh, your six bottles of different hot sauces are coming to the Borky house for Christmas, and I, my brother-in-law especially, still to this day, 
despite giving my dad three beautiful grandchildren, uh, tries to impress him at every turn and is like so nervous and like tries to, you know, like match up with my dad. And my dad loves hot sauce, like anything hot, spicy, whatever. It doesn't bother him one bit. My brother-in-law can't stand it, and you know it bothers him, but he tries to, you know, eat it and pretend like it's... I mean, I've got these these ghost pepper and habanero hot sauces that Paige sent, uh, and and I'm going to make them just try all of them when we're there. I feel I like can't you're wait, baiting so. your brother-in-law. I Absolutely. think that's what you're doing. 100% I am, because I want to see him try to pretend that the ghost pepper pineapple, whatever hot sauce it is, doesn't make him want to dunk his head in a gallon of milk. I can't wait. You know the routine. Send us uh, what you're cooking this weekend. If you want to include pictures, that would be great. We'll talk about them. We will brag on you and your cooking skills on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. What's the plan for the weekend? Andy suggests, uh, well, first of all, Somebody said, Borky, you got to get some good French bread. Andy suggests that Jimmy John's 59-cent day-old bread works great with Swiss for Mississippi pot roast sandwiches. Uh, I would uh, go to Jimmy John's in college the the morning after uh, a, a night out as, like, the first step to curing a hangover. <laughs> just eat the whole just, thing on its own. Just, just carb load with the bread. Yeah, bread. I'd go buy a bottle of Gatorade and get Jimmy John's day old bread, and that's how I would start. Uh, let's see. I've got the beef cheeks recipe, Borky. Send me your email or method of contact, and I will send it to you. That's Please all do. Doing that process. right now. There you go. Uh, let's see here. Dwayne and Brandon says he is doing salmon from Alaska that his family brought back uh, with homestyle green beans and asparagus. Fresh salmon sounds good. You ever had real, like, wild-caught Alaskan salmon? Yes. You can taste the difference. Huge fan. Do you, do you like smoked salmon? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On its own, too. I don't have to put it in a dip. I'll eat it on its own. Uh, fresh Gulf white trout and Mississippi shrimp. Man, they got a couple cooler. of coolers that are loaded down with, uh, with the white trout. And the uh, shrimp, they are ready to go. There, don't have a name with that one. That looks fantastic. Um, Petty's Bacon Double Cheeseburger. All right. Debbie in Ocean Springs, she's going comfort food tonight. Says, just beef stroganoff with meatballs. It's a really good-looking pan of beef stroganoff. Is it fair to call that comfort food? Absolutely it is. That, that, That falls into that category. Uh, ooh, oh my. Somebody is uh, ready to get after it for this weekend, prepping this pork belly for tomorrow. Pork, uh, pork belly burnt ends on the pellet grill. And um, he's got a, uh, a 10-year-old bottle of old Rip Van Winkle that he says he's breaking into this weekend as well. Congrats to you. Yeah, I think my favorite... Oh, chicharron is actually my favorite barbecue. I lied. I was about to say it's pork belly burnt ends, but if you've ever had a good chicharron, that is the best cut of barbecue meat out there, I think. Okay. Uh, somebody says the forecast is not good. I said the forecast was good for tomorrow. They said uh, chance of rain in mid-50s. A chance of rain? I thought we were good for tomorrow. Oh, no, there is a chance of rain. Only 40% in North Mississippi, so hopefully we'll be okay. Um, 85 down here, I didn't know that. That ruins, wow, shoot, that stinks. 
Yeah. Uh, Jim and Hernandez says, I'm smoking a Malcolm Reed brisket for Christmas about Saturday. So does that mean next Saturday? I don't know. Canton Country Club Seafood Buffet. Going to give that a try. That a boy. Not mad about a seafood buffet? Do you remember, Borky, I don't know if this was like just a Mississippi thing or, or whatever, but I remember Friday night. And you got to remember, Oxford was significantly smaller when I was growing up than it is now. Mm-hmm. Both in terms of population and food options and whatever. But Friday night was catfish night at restaurants. And we would, uh, when I was really young, and we wouldn't do this every Friday night, but fairly regularly, we would go to Starnes Catfish, and they, um, you know, you, you would get there and you'd sit down and you'd put your drink orders in, and everybody'd get their tea or their Coke or whatever their water, whatever they were having, and then they would bring out the bowl full of hush puppies, a bowl of coleslaw, and they would bring out a bowl of the tomato onion salad, like which was never my thing. Like I didn't like. That kind of onion. It was like a marinated tomato and onion salad. And you snack on that while you waited on your, your catfish order. And then Starnes at some point closed. And we would occasionally go to Abbeville Catfish. They had a big seafood buffet and you could do catfish as well. And Abbeville Catfish doesn't exist anymore. And so now your, your catfish spot on Friday night is uh, Taylor Grocery. And brother, Oh, goodness. I, I saw Todd Blackledge not too long ago. Somebody asked him about fried catfish, and he said, for my money, I've been all over the country. There's nowhere in the world that does it better than uh, Lynn and his crew at Taylor Grocery in Taylor, Mississippi. That's your Food Friday. Brought to you by Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi. You better watch out. You better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is Our Food Friday was brought to you by Polk's. Visit them online at polksmeat.com and be He's sure when you go to the grocery store to make sure that you are including Polk's on your shopping list. My favorite is the Cajun smoked sausage. I can assure you that that will be part of the appetizer on uh, on Christmas Day before the big Christmas uh, Christmas meal. In 10 days, not 9, not 11, but 10 days uh, from uh, from right now. Borky, I love, and and I, I, I said to you a second ago, I, I don't know if this was a thing for you growing up in South Carolina, but kind of like the, uh, the country fish houses, you know, where you would do fried cat, and there was always a crowd on Friday nights. And we've gotten several suggestions. Somebody pointed out one in Lake Mississippi, it is, uh, it's off of I-20, east of, oh. Forest. Yeah, east of Forest. Kind of, kind of between Highway 80, just north of I-20 at the Lake Norris Road and Steve Lee Drive exit. That's the uh, back 40 seafood, somebody suggested. Um, 
We had a couple of people that sent us other suggestions as well. I feel like I've lost. Oh, Charlie's Catfish between Laurel and Ellisville. Um, My buddy, I had a buddy that texted me as soon as we went to a break a second ago, and it just said, Dago Salad! exclamation mark. And so it was, that's what that tomato onion marinated salad is. It was Dago Salad. And before, Borky, before Abbeville Catfish became a thing, you had Cobb Seafood. They did a they did a massive seafood buffet. It was, it was crazy because, I mean, obviously, you had catfish on there, and you, you had fried everything. But the seafood buffet turned into more than just seafood because you'd have fried, crawdle- craw- fried frog legs that were be on there. Um, sometimes you'd have some fried quail that would show up on there. They would roll with um, the uh, crab legs. You could get snow crab legs that were on the seafood buffet. It I haven't been to one in so long. I need to change that. Uh, somebody suggests coffees between Oxford and New Albany. Steak and fish house. Uh, Bobby in Batesville says the Kennel Club in Batesville. We've got Shivers Fish House in Crystal Springs. trying to remember what the one that was so my grandparents lived in coffeeville and we would go to the catfish place at george p Cosser state park and i cannot remember what the name i think somebody texted us about that a while back and said that it was still there I just don't remember the name of it but it was at uh, at Cosser state park I, I, I like we're getting suggestion after suggestion after suggestion for fish houses to go to. Chunky's Fish House in Chunky, Mississippi. Larry's in Itabina. If you want a steak, try Old Hickory in Columbus. All right, it's a lot of a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Food Fridays are so much fun. Seafood Junction in Algoma. I think Haydad went there as part of their uh, their catfish tour. I think well. so. Uh, I, I could be right on that. I think there's a fish house in Paris, Mississippi, as well. Just south, yeah, south of Oxford, southeast. I think. I'm trying to get my directions right. There's um, that giant barn uh, when you're driving to Hattiesburg from Jackson. Every time I drive by there, I go. Can they really fill that up with people and serve them all catfish? And every time I drive by there on the weekend, the parking lot is packed. Every time. Packed. Oh, goodness. Somebody said it was the restaurant at Cosser that had the mini. Yes, yes. There was a miniature golf course out in front of it, Borky. It was like my favorite part of going. It was at George P. Cosser State Park. There was a little mini putt putt. I mean, it was not like there was not a clown's mouth to put it into. It was just laid out with, you know, a little mini golf and uh, eat catfish and play putt putt. It was great. Great. That does sound so, awesome. All right. Um, <laughs> somebody said Old Waverly in West Point is pretty good too. 
They're good at a lot of things at Old Waverly. Big fan. Big fan. My favorite thing at Old Waverly is the Friday lunch buffet that they do downstairs. There'll be catfish or ribs or, oh, so good. Fried chicken. It's hard to keep weight off in this state. I, I mean, I feel like I have started mentioning these and I can't stop now at this point. We got, we're now just suggesting every good restaurant that's out there. Harmon's is the one in Paris. That's that's what I was trying to come up with. Um, somebody suggested Tallahatchie Gourmet. I'll vouch for that. Cuevas Fish House. Okay. Uh, Catfish House in Vaden. Mike says he's driven from Oxford to Columbus to eat at Old Hickory. He said it's the best ribeye in the state of Mississippi. All right. Thank you for all of the I, – I, I've tried to get to all of these. Rocky Creek catfish between Leeksville uh, and Loosedale. Wow. Hey, just one after another after another. And, and the best part about places like that is is how unassuming, aside from the giant barn anyway, uh, they, they look like from the outside. I mean, you would drive by and see a sign and, and think nothing of it, right? And then go inside and it's like – the best food you've ever had in this tiny little town in rural Mississippi, and it just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. My, my sweet grandmother, Juanita Pittman, rest her soul, loved going to a catfish house. Loved it. So, all right. Back to the sports, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. Pete Golding did another shark. Oh, really? Did another one. So, I'm actually really curious to see what the... I mean, everybody's like, oh, is it Walter Nolan? Is it Walter Nolan? Here's what I'm interested to see. Is, and and forgive me for not remembering all the names at this point, the defensive end from Tennessee... Mm -hmm. And his friend, the defensive back from Tennessee, apparently visiting starting yesterday. Yeah, yeah, they they were both in Oxford yesterday. I'm interested to see if the defensive end from Tennessee is the next guy. And here's why I asked that. Tyler Barron is yep. uh, is his name, yep. by the way. That's it. And it may not be. It may, it may not be. It may be the other guy. It may be somebody else. Who knows? We'll see. The reason I'm interested to see is that is you got to play this thing the right way also. It's not just convincing guys and working out NIL deals, but it's also – are you going to bring in two people at the same position? And if you are, if you make an announcement on one before the other makes up his, his mind one way or the other, does that sway the person? It certainly could, because especially with Ivy returning. So so you've had two announcements already at his position, guys that either started for the team last year or expect to start for the team next year. One thing they can sell, though, is that everybody plays. I mean, if you look at the snap distribution for the Ole Miss defensive line last year, there's, I mean, you you try to tell me who started every game. Good luck. So, and they do often, especially on passing downs, I mean, they put four pass rushers on the defensive line on obvious passing downs often. 
So the the flexibility in the way they used that position group this season probably makes that a little less of a difficult conversation, right? Because, yeah, Princely, hey, Tyler, Princely just announced earlier, got a veteran on the team and Ivy coming back, you know, team leader, all that. But you all will play the same amount and you will all be on the field at the same time often. So don't worry about it essentially is what you could say. And because this is how college football is, the the dollar amount is right, you know? I mean, that's part of it. Sure. Well, it's more than part of it. Yeah. I mean, it, it just absolutely is. Hey, you, you've got one other, like we've been talking about bowl games this weekend. You got FCS semifinals this weekend, also, Borky. Yeah. Right? Well, sadly, no Furman. I understand. But yes, yes, you do. You have the FCS playoffs if you want. If you're disgusted with the lack of purity around college football today and you want some pure college football, that's it. And I'm not being sarcastic. That's it. So tonight. Albany is at South Dakota State. Jackrabbits are a seventeen and a half point favorite, and then you got North Dakota State at Montana tomorrow afternoon. ESPN two for both of those games. We'll wrap it up with you coming up next. Sports Talk Mississippi. What is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. time with you on this Friday afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky will be with us on Monday, so we'll have the whole crew on Monday. And then it'll be Mr. Haydad and me for the rest of the week. Although Haydad may be by himself for most of the show on Tuesday. I got basketball Tuesday night. But then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday will be Haydad and me. And then uh, we will be off on Christmas Day, the 1st. And the 26th, which is Tuesday. So we'll have best of shows on those two days. And then we'll have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And hey, that'll be out for those. And Borky and I'll be here. So all of the jokes about Richard being the only one around here that doesn't work, you just put all those in your pocket or at least pull them out and insert different names for them here at the, uh, the end of the year. And that's okay. We're all having a good time. Um, hey, if you're still trying to kind of figure out what are we gonna do for what are we gonna do for Christmas? And you got a kid that you're thinking about. Okay, do we pull the trigger on? You know, they just turned 16. They just got their driver's license. Let's do it. Doug Ford Oxford Toyota's got you covered. Whether it's a new vehicle or a used vehicle, and by the way, it doesn't have to just be for your kid. It could be for your wife. It could be for your husband. It could be for yourself. And it doesn't even have to be for a Christmas present. But they've got great deals on F-150s right now, 2.9% financing for 72 months. Best the interest rates have been in months and months and months if you're looking at a longer-term financing. they got a great selection of F-150s on the lot. Borky, right now it's for display. I don't think it's for sale. There, You know what the new Ford Broncos look like. 
Right. Oh yeah. So love them in too. front of Elk Ford out for display right now. They've got a. I'm not going to call it powder blue because it's lighter than that. So if 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 you've been around for a while, Borky, I don't know that you would necessarily remember this, but if you remember kind of the 60s and 70s models Ford trucks. It was the F100 that became the F150. And you remember that really, really light sky blue. They have brought that back on this Bronco. And, Borky, it is a pale sky blue with a white hard top. And it's got oversized off-road tires on it, but but they're not gaudy. And they replaced the original rims that came on it from the factory with solid white rims. And so it kind of has that old buckshot tire look to it. It is one of the coolest vehicles you'll find. If you uh, if you drive by Belk Ford and Oxford on Highway 6 West, you can see it there. Uh, I think it would take some pretty big-time convincing to get them to sell that one, but I don't know. You, you could ask. Um, there's a Ford Lightning on the lot. lot to choose from. Belk Ford, Oxford, Toyota. Highway 6 West in Oxford, and tell them you heard about them on Sports Talk Mississippi. There's also a Harley-Davidson trike that they've got in the uh, showroom. Okay. Um, I'm told that one of the owners of Belt Ford bought it, thinking that he wasn't going to be able to ride his motorcycle anymore because of a foot injury or an ankle injury or something. So he got that. It's got less than 300 miles on it. It is a gorgeous, like gray, and it's got the trunk on the back of it. I mean, you're you you are ready to take off and go cross country on a Harley trike. Anyway, they'll take care of you. Belk Ford, Oxford Toyota, Highway Six West. Tell them we sent you. I'm excited about this weekend. It's been a long time since I've had a weekend where I didn't have to work. Oh yeah. Oh, we and I are going to be in the deer stand at some point tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow and Sunday. I mean, why not? Why not, indeed? As long as it's not raining. I don't know if we're going to sit out in the rain. Although we've got a we've got an enclosed one also. We can do that. You just need to come to my neighborhood, apparently. What, because it never rains there? No, because there's deer everywhere. You don't oh, need to stand. Just drive through the neighborhood, hold your rifle out the window, and you got dinner. Are you calling any bowl games, Richard? Uh, by the way, that's illegal. You can't, oh, can't I, hunt out of the truck. But if you could, I know where to send you. <laughs> nor, nor can you in your neighborhood, but, uh, Richard, are you calling any bowl games? No, no, I'm not. I am not high enough up the totem pole in ESPN's college football world to get a bowl game assignment. I did get to do an FCS playoff game a couple of weeks ago, so that was really cool. Uh, but, no, transition to basketball. Got a basketball game Tuesday night, and then I think that's it until conference play starts the first weekend in January. I'm going to Missouri for the first two weekends of SEC play, Borky. Yeah. And talk back, to back trips to Como. Try to catch up with Eli. Drink? Yeah, see what he's up to. Get him on the broadcast. People hate it when you interview people in basketball broadcasts. I've yeah, but when out. it's the football coach that just won 10 games and is recruiting and portaling like Matt, I feel like Missouri fans at least wouldn't be bothered by it. <laughs> Somebody said Rice will miss you in the booth Borky, we had somebody that. Yes, that I know up it's illegal to spotlight deer in the neighborhood. I know. I <laughs> was knows. making a joke because there's thousands of deer in my neighborhood. Borky, we picked up a new listener this year. 
that watched a Rice game and ended up finding our radio show when he was trying to figure out who the heck I was calling a Rice game. He was like, Rice will miss you in the booth. I did three Rice games in Houston this year. And they were good. At least you got some good football out of it. It was fun. It was fun. Um, That does it for us. We're done. Enjoy your weekend. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, who is not with us, I'm Richard Cross. We'll talk to you on Monday just after 3 o'clock. Good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.